Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Do it a little faster. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes, oh, she's back. Your girls are back. I am shocked by Happy New Year, everyone. That didn't feel very enthusiastic on your part. I thought you was going to be so excited. Y'all, Shanti texted me and said how much she missed me. And now she acting like, I'm not feeling it. Is it because you saw me and I've been getting on your nerves? A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. That's a shame how quickly it wears off. Everything hmm. is temporary, child. Wow. How's everything going, Internet? I'm going to kick this year off. You go first, my friend. Hey. Oh, I don't want to go first. Aww. Okay. This year, first of all, hello, everyone. Happy New Year. We are back. Thank you so much for sticking with the kids, honoring our break. I'll put that in quotations, our break. Um, from recording. It was definitely a break from recording. We did do one Patreon shindig. But thank you all. Um a lot a lot of folks were very happy to see us um somewhat resting and enjoying ourselves for some time. And um, you know, the folks who weren't our community, check them. So shout out to you all. You are loved, you are appreciated. Um, you know, on this time away from recording, I actually booked a trip. Mm. Mandy and I went away to um Mexico. And we just had ourselves a grand time. I'm going to I'm actually going to be on by the time this comes out Monday. So on, I'll be on see the thing is uh next on on Tuesday. So this comes out Monday, that Tuesday I'll be on that episode will be out. And I'm going to talk more about traveling with Mandy. But boy, was it a joy. Oh. And it's our first time traveling together. So you know that you're like, you're a little bit nervous. And it's funny, we're both type A. So she was nervous as well. And she kept saying like, is this working? Are we are we traveling well together? And I was like, <laughs> I think so. Um, her sister was with us, who was just a delight. But there, 
There's something about Mandy, and again, I'm going to say you don't see the thing is, but there's something about her that unlocks something in me. And it's not that she's doing anything specific. I think it's just her way of being mm-hmm. um, gives me permission to just be more of myself in a way that um, is really refreshing and I'm really grateful to her for. So it was a great trip. We had y'all look such good. a good time. You look good. I don't know what y'all was doing, but you look good while you was doing it. Well, we uh, we were we were just it was wholesome. We really weren't doing much. I mean, we were just doing the regular uh vacation stuff. We snorkeled, we went in um we saw sea turtles, oh, we went into the what is it? It's not a cave. What's it called, child? Coral See? reef? No. Oh. It's the cave thing that they have in Mexico, the cenote. Mm. We went in the cenotes with all the water with magnesium in it it's very interesting it's all very interesting we we walked (laughs) the strip i mean it was just a good time we we had more laughs it was funny we rolled with the punches the first two days everything that could go wrong did and we just were cracking up laughing like hollering and screaming we went to one (laughs) restaurant that's a very good great restaurant and we literally were there for like three and a half hours because there were so many issues with our food the table the this the that and we just were literally tears coming down our eyes holding our stomachs laughing at the table and so that's just how you know you can travel with someone so um I just love her and I'm so grateful for that trip and I hope to go on many more with her um, that was a trip where you did say that you missed me, though. I just want to remind you in case you forgot. I really did miss you. But we, we're going to talk about this next like, episode. You got <laughs> You got to let the person miss you. I know. You miss you. I know. I hear <laughs> you. you. And I did. I left you alone when I was away and you were away for the most part. I left you alone. You, I didn't ask you about you work. Texting for FaceTime me like you getting ice cream right now. <laughs> did not leave me alone. I did it. <laughs> But oh man, you I thought away, I did. You definitely. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I thought I, I did. I ignored you when I was like, all right, that's You enough. did. You just ignored me a lot. So Mm-mm. you're training me. <laughs> no, there were many FaceTimes you did not answer. I was also concerned because you were traveling alone. I, and we'll get into that. But I didn't here? know that you weren't alone. So I had assumed that you were by yourself. Right. Anyway. Um I'm actively looking for a new therapist. Oh, my Someone God. Come on, I 2024. Can... The content we're about to get now is going to be <laughs> chef's know. kiss. I can't wait. I'm actually very excited about it. Why? Um, or, you know, I think it's time. I think that I'm I'm more aware of my stuff. And now I want more tools to manage my stuff. Like, I need to talk to a therapist about why I won't leave you alone. Why <sighs> can't I let that girl miss me? <laughs> What is it? Why? <laughs> like little things like that. It's like, I want to understand myself better. And I, during the break, I did a lot of listening back to like clips or um, listening back to can't afford therapy. And I was seeing myself more. It's different when you hear yourself say things or you hear yourself not hear something correctly. And, and so I'm just like, Oh, I, that's my stuff being put onto this person or, um, I didn't really listen to her. Oh, I'm talking over this person a bit. Why do I talk over Shanti more than I do these guys? Is it because I'm close with her? 
and we just have like a more like familiar and informal relationship. But these are things that I want to understand more about myself. And I need to, um, I need to manage. I think I I need to manage all that's happened over the years. Mm. A lot has happened. You said that to me and you were, you said, you know, this year was a really hard year for you and you need to like take a second. And I, I, I read that you text me that I think, or maybe you said it, I can't remember, but I remember not understanding what you were talking about until I was able to stop. Like I logged out of teams. I logged out of email. I, I didn't look at anything. And when I was able to stop and really reflect on the year and like, you know, write some things down, it was a hard year. It was a lot that Mm -hmm. happened. Um, and there's no way that that's not affecting me in some kind of way. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, me too. That's I don't even great. know what this other thing means. I wrote oh. defining what it means to live a full life in alignment with my most authentic <laughs> and spiritually <laughs> sound what self. What the fuck did that mean? <laughs> defining to I live mean- a full life in alignment with my most authentic, <laughs> authentic. First of all, it says authentic. No, I Don't know. try to play I'm me. I'm saying it's such a f- authentic. Oh. You're just like, what? Spiritually sound. Um, what the fuck does that mean? I think it's, oh, you know, I know what it is. And I can save that for the next episode. I know what it is. Okay, never mind. It sounds good that, to me. It sounds Thursday. juicy to me. I'll save it for Thursday. <laughs> was like, I was high like, when I wrote that, child. <laughs> no, I was in my feelings. I, I've been very in my feelings. Um, And I was really grateful during the, the trip with Mandy. She was showing me all the messages she was getting from people saying, I'm so happy that you've got Antoinette outside. I'm so happy mm. she's treating herself. I'm so, Mandy, this is so great. Like, and again, another thing that she helps me unlock. Um, and yeah, I'm starting to treat myself. I'm, I'm, I'm my new thing is perfume. Which you're and the exciting funny, me about too. Cause I'm like, Oh, I, that made my day. So I, when you were in here excited about this perfume, I was like, oh my gosh, we have a new thing. <laughs> I am someone who struggles with perfume because it gives me a headache, most of them. Like, I have a strong reaction to scent. Like, I couldn't even walk through those counters as a kid without getting a terrible headache. So, I've really tried to find perfumes that don't bother me, and I think I'm doing well. I'm not going to say which ones I got, but you like some of them. Jolie was on the fence (laughs) and I I love that for her. Jolie came here and we did a perfume test and she wasn't too excited about any of them besides my tried and true main perfume. And I will say their name because they changed their ingredients and now it stinks for all the girlies out there that was that were wearing the Glacier, 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 I think. Glacier. Glacier U. I need a dupe for that. They've changed their formula. Apparently everybody on TikTok is talking about it. No one can find anything that smells like it. They said something from Zara smelled like it. And Zara got perfume. It's sold out. Apparently, apparently Zara does a whole lot of like dupe perfumes. And just calls us something else and puts it out for cheaper. Right. And brilliant. But 
now I I own Baccarat now and I ain't bought it. Shout out to Jasmine for that Christmas present. That was so kind of her. I have a, I said I wasn't going to say it, but I'm saying it. Um, I have, the, what is the other one that you really oh, like? The Valentino. The Valentino, but what's the type? Mm, that's a good question. Mm. Everybody knows it. It's like the signature one. Um, I like it though. It's nice. It feels, it's nice to have, but I don't want a bunch of them. I really just want to find my Your everyday, everyday scent. scent. Yeah. Which, and it, and yeah. to me, it's Glossier. To I me, think it was that smells, scent. It smells like you. It does. It does. It's so, first of all, I've always thought, I've always associated perfume with old women and just like this one oh. tone intense, like old lady. You know, like my young child mind, I still have like that white same. diamonds. Yeah. Yeah. Like this mm-hmm. really like, but it's a whole world child. It's like a wine world. tasting. Mm-hmm. When I went to Notes. go visit a male friend, not like that, but a male friend, he was sharing all the different Notes. perfumes that he has. And it blew my mind. There were some that were savory. Like it was straight pepper greens herbs and then there was berries and then it was like spice and um what's the word everybody keeps saying uh begins with a b d or a b anyway um and i was like this is amazing but i'm definitely a bergamot i'm definitely a bergamot same person i like the spice i like the berry that's why you like that valentino i love the valentino yeah and then i i stole his his tom ford which is really delicious i want to try cherry yeah lost cherry which was like Mm. uh, but they're so expensive that i I rather buy sneakers than than anything else that's it those are my update i took a trip as well I went Ooh. to um, Savannah, Georgia, and I didn't stay very long. I didn't have um, much time because I had, a, I had to break down the Christmas village and then be back for Jolie's return from the holidays. So I didn't have much time to really explore. So it was only like maybe like two days there, but it was my first time going. I had just watch the color purple which we'll get into and the color purple is set in georgia but i remember i think it was you i was like i gotta see those trees i want to see the trees the trees with the what the fuck god damn it the trees with Mm. the moss there's their specific name of tree but they were everywhere it was picturesque spotlessly spotlessly clean like not trash anywhere old old beautiful you know french spanish buildings and and homes you can just it's dense energetically and it's really Mm -hmm. weird there it's like in savannah what kind of energy in savannah respectively um and like all the historic areas it feels like every home is vacant for some reason like it doesn't feel like anybody lives there like people Hmm. don't live there but it feels like it feels haunted it feels dense it feels like but there's people everywhere in a way but like the actual it's a lot of tourists but the actual like inhabitants of these really old gorgeous buildings I'm like does anybody live here and it's so wealthy 
so wealthy, the people that can afford to live there, it still feels like this untouchable, you're not going to see them kind of um, mm. energy. It was interesting, really gorgeous. I went to Mrs. Wilkes um, Soul Food place, which is like this famous soul food place. Apparently some white woman bought a Southern white woman. They different. Southern white people are different. And I like them. <laughs> I really. Tricky. I know. They've really. I, I like their warmth. There's something warm, even though they probably racist as hell. I, I, I like them. Anyway, this uh, older white woman bought a boarding house where you could go and spend the night and then you get supper. And apparently she was a cook. I don't believe it. I definitely believe that she bought that boarding place and all of the service people that were in it, she inherited. And them motherfuckers could cook their asses off. She kept the recipes. And well, I was bussing. <sighs> <laughs> so what happens is, <clears throat> first of all, the line is around the corner. There's probably like 100 and 150 people in the in line waiting. And there's two rooms, each with about, f with a total of like four to six tables of 10. And you come in like 40, 60 people and you go sit down. And so you're sat with strangers basically. And you're all at this dining room table. Right when you walk in, it's a complete spread. Fried chicken, mashed potatoes, string beans, collard greens, macaroni and cheese, everything you could want is already at the table waiting for you. And you just sit down and pass the food around until everybody's gullet is full. I love that it's with other people at the same time. It was table. very so interesting. You can have community and get to know folks. It was very, very, that's where we, we, we were the only black people at the entire table. Um, oh, wow. It, really? It's a story for another day. Yeah. There were other black people there, but just where we were sat, we were the only black people there. And did you uh, research that or did you just stumble across no, it? No, I'm so sorry. Let me close my window. Apologies, y'all. Anyway, no, I didn't. That was, I, I was just tagging around with, uh, with homeboy. It was like, and he waited, he waited in line for an hour. And I was like, all right, I'm not doing that. I refuse to do it. I'm gonna walk around. Call me when. Oh, he waited a line for, for an hour. For an hour food. to go to this place. And I were here. But it was worth it. I will say it was worth it. Everybody should, uh, Mrs. Wilkes, you, I wish y'all, I wish it was me, you, and Amanda. That's what I, I remember sitting there being like, damn, I wish we, we could just be looking at each other like, did you try this? Oh, God. <laughs> it was good. It was really, really good. And buddies. Um, and then <sighs> we have to talk about this. I told you to watch it. I have really um, found my genre of, I was just trying to chill, you know, kick back. And I found my genre and it's definitely cult reality documentaries and Mother God and God Greed and the Cult of Gwen Shamblin. Shamblin? First of all, they're master classes of branding and marketing. That's the first thing. These women are up there with Steve Jobs in their sick. ability. <laughs> but it, that's the thing that blew my mind is like, yes, they were unwell, but they were so focused and so clear about 
their archetype, their mission, their story, their branding, that they attracted their tribe or their customer. And they were hand over fist, fist just giving them money, loyalty, community. It was just the power of delusion is <laughs> scary to me because I was like, I think we all, each of us are a little bit crazy and each of us have a samplings of those women. They were just like super, super um, undiluted, like pure form insanity. But I was like, oh, I, I can see myself. I, I see we all got a little bit of like complete insanity and delusion of things that we believe, the things that we ignore, the ways that we tell ourselves one thing, even though it's completely and obviously the complete opposite. Are you talking about being in the cult or Both. being the cult leader? Both. Because, you know, they're showing yeah. the story of the cult leader and the people that are being in the cult. The people leading, the, the, the followers of the cult, you know, seeing clearly like, oh, this person is saying this one thing, but they're doing another thing that she told us not to do. But we're going to continue to she enable knows best. her. And there's like, it, it's crazy. It's that you have to watch these shows. I'd be so curious to know what you. Um, the last person that I was it. like dealing with on an intimate level, I remember saying to them, you can have a cult. If you wanted to have a cult, you can have a cult. And I remember them looking at me and smiling and saying, oh, I know. And I just thought, oh, I had to get the hell away the from you. This? I'll tell you later. But I have I just remember thinking like, wow. So you know that you have this power. Do you use your powers for good? Interesting. I don't always know. Do do any of us, dog? Do any of do us? Do we re do we really? The power, the allure, the way that we can convince Are people, we a cult? manipulate. Is around the way the curls a cult? I don't know. I don't know. We gotta watch it. But there's power and delusion, there's magic and delusion. I listen. Girl. What was Martin's cult? Remember when he came back? <laughs> Martin had a cult. What was the girl? You don't remember on, uh -uh. on the show no. when he left and came back to the cult and he had them twists in his hair and he no. was that. <laughs> Wait a minute, I don't remember, remember when that. Mar yes, sorry. you do. <laughs> Go Google. Everybody, stop what you're doing right now and Google Martin cult. <laughs> and Gina had to go get him. Wait a minute. <laughs> Look what he you got on. <laughs> what was the name of the cult though? Oh man, I re it was a funny name. Smith Damn. Colt. Somebody's yelling it out right now. Smith Colt. Oh no, no. The Colt family. It was head like of the Colt family. That's the name. What? That's what? It, I don't know, child. <laughs> when fan trivia, when Martin ran away and joined a cult, what did he change his name to? Brother Shaquille Sunflower. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Why? What was the name of the cult? Oh, I'm, oh I don't remember. But he kept saying he kept saying this funny thing, and now I gotta watch it. I have to see that. Oh, this anyway, that's mind. an aside. Anyway, I, I could talk about that for hours. Well, you need to watch this, show. and the fact that these these are women that are leading it, these cults, and the ways in which they, uh, especially God, greed, and the cult of Gwen Shamblin, she promised people that they could lose weight 
through their relationship <laughs> with God. And so she had throngs of women coming to her and, and, and some losing weight, but also losing their complete minds. And this woman, <laughs> Gwen, the Gwen, answer that look her up I the crazier she got right the crazier she got the crazier her hair got i don't know how they looked at gwen hold <laughs> up <Aunt. laughs> it's almost a skit google it should i google it or will it mess up oh the, no the it is no show for me it there's there's no like uh look what's her it, name <laughs> stop because i look at I gwen gwen shamblin g-w-e-n shamblin right Right when you see this, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me, dog! Wow, Gwen, crazy! Look at her in the upper. <laughs> Gwen, oh my god, how did she get her hair to sit up that high? I kind of love it. Gwen is iconic for real. They were crazy, oh, bro. Goodness, starving for salvation. Yes, it's wow. deep. It's really deep, and that's on HBO. Yeah, it's a good one. It's really good. And so is, I think, uh, Mother God. We are 30 minutes in enough. That's all. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I, we got to do a whole episode on it. People going to be like, all yes. right, do it. I'm down. I got to watch it. Yeah. Um, y'all, we haven't, we have not recorded. So you have to forgive us. The key key was the pleasantries was a little long, but here we are. We do want to say that we did do some work over this break. We had an amazing photo shoot for something very amazing that we have coming up. Cannot wait to show you all that. But we want to shout out all of the creatives that we worked with. Um, I It was not lost on me that I looked around the room and was like, everybody in this space is black and brown. Mm. And I don't have many spaces like that in my life. And so I do not take that for granted. Mm. So I want to shout out Brittany Whitfield, who did our wonderful faces beat mm -hmm. our faces for the gods she is a celebrity makeup artist who was kind enough to do our makeup touch our faces she also is the co-owner of wtf dumbo studio here in brooklyn it is a amazing Beautiful. studio space yeah. gorgeous light <clears throat> um, i mean she has so much equipment in there all for the creatives um it's completely reasonably priced great location so if you are looking for a studio space check out wtf dumbo studio her handle is britty b-r-i-t-t-y w-h-i-t-f-i-e-l-d on instagrams and the studio is wtf dumbo studio on instagram we also had the pleasure of working with a young up and coming, brilliant, beautiful, kind human being that is Nigel, who is a wonderful photographer, just just sees us the way we see ourselves, shoots us in ways that are very flattering <laughs> and also gives us a lot of guidance and is open to explore on a shoot and really just makes you feel comfortable. That's the main thing. And, and that's, that's how you get the best thing to have in a photographer. He's, that's and his it. skill, his technique, his yeah. use of lighting is just really top notch. And he has an amazing mm -hmm. story and yes. work ethic. So yes, he's hungry um, and, he and he's hardworking and he's reliable 
and he did so much research before he even sat yes. down with us so like really really great shout out to Nigel. so his handle <clears throat> if you're looking for a very reasonably priced talented photographer is l or, or at the at sign l o r d n c on instagram and then we also had an amazing videographer who caught bts for us and she films a couple of other things that you will see soon um her name is tj she is she is actually a part of mandy's team mandy let her out to us but mandy does not um she doesn't hoard her creatives like some people uh that was a little bit of shade but it is what it is and um tj's just wonderful the turnaround time is quick the pro the what you have is like wonderful and she's like another person who just loves to create loves to collaborate easy to work with great energy on set completely professional so if you're looking for a videographer um her handle is at t m c g e n e r a t i o n S TMC generations. And then lastly, friend of the pod, Miss Nana. She came and styled us up. She got us together, child. We look cute. I was like, we look cute. I felt great. Um, I just love the way she puts things together with our existing, um, with our existing wardrobes. And that is actually something that that's a service that she offers people to come to you and help you and help help style you based off of what you already have mm -hmm. and then just give you some insight into like staple pieces that you probably need um you know I had like a leather skirt on that was way too long for her liking and so on the set she took it up fixed it up for me got me together like just a wonderful human being, super talented, super stylish, very supportive. She was great. And Loved it. Oh, yeah, she's na, just na, na. great. Um, her handle is at underscore in bloom, period, underscore, underscore. And all of these people will be um, tagged in our description. Okay. Shout out to them. So we're at this place. It's a new year, but we still asking for y'all to show up and show up for us. So please consider rating, subscribing, sharing our podcast on your platforms. Tell your friends, word of mouth, social media. All of it is greatly appreciated and helps spread the good word around about Around the Way Curls. We also... Remind you that we have a Patreon this month. We are going to be doing a kickback date, which is exclusive content just for our patrons on Sunday, um, January 28th. January. So at 7 p.m. <clears throat> make sure to join our Patreon so that you can partake and um, kiki and and hear about even more New Year's things and share your own can i say something sure. real fast about that mm -hmm. we're actually gonna try a different format um not i'm gonna keep saying mandy's damn name but mandy has offered some suggestions around how they manage their uh patreon they call them town halls we call them kickbacks and she actually has an open forum on zoom where like everybody's able to chat 
And we really want to make sure that our Around the Way Curls community can also connect with one another, not just us. And the other format is great where like one person can come up to the quote unquote stage and chat with us, but we also want to open it up. So we're going to try it. It's going to be some trial and error here. We can't talk over each other, but she said it's always really successful and see the thing is and horrible decisions. So I think it would be a great time. So we're going to try that out. And I'm really excited about that, that new kind of formatting. So if you want to participate in this new experiment, please consider joining our Patreon. Shout out to all the new patrons. It's a long list, being as though Mm -hmm. we were away. Very, very grateful to all of you. Big C, Deese, Devon, Mixie Girl, Sydney, Cassandra, Faith, Joseph, B. Nicole, Delena, Jana, Tatiana, Samad, Jade, Lillian, Kalua, Ombre, Takia, Destiny, Rhonda, Courtney, and Adriana. I feel like a high school teacher. <laughs> I need my glasses. Shout out to y'all. Best. Y'all know who y'all are. Let's take a break, <clears throat> pay some bills. Shanti, do you want to sing in the new year? I would love that. After these messages, we'll be right back. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And we are back. So we are very excited to say that this new year is really starting off with a bang for us. We are having a live event here in Brooklyn in Prospect Park um, at Babel Loft. And for those of you that don't know, Babel Loft, well, Babel Loft is the child of Ode to Babel. Shanti knows Ode to Babel. I know Ode to Babel. I've had many a good time oh, <laughs> at Ode to Babel back epic. in the day. Life-changing. Epic 30th birthday at Ode. Um Ode has now transitioned into a members only social club. I think it was directly resulting gentrification. I think I know it. Um, But this is the first black woman owned members only social club in Prospect Heights. Just fire. What is Babel Loft, you ask? It's a visionary space that transcends norms. Babel Loft is a fusion of social hub and tasting room, redefining membership spaces by fostering creativity, collaboration, and cultural diversity. It stands as the vanguard of Brooklyn, a nurturing environment for community and innovation. I love that. Shout out to them. That's a very good. Uh, That's so good. We, who, I need to ask who wrote that and be like, can you help us really good. <laughs> come up with what the hell we do? But unfortunately, not unfortunately, this is a great problem to have. We announced this on social media and all of the spaces already filled up. So if you're hearing this now, we will work to do more. We will be in conversation with friend of the pod and our dear friend, Joelle Leon. Um, this event is titled Liberation in Troubled Times, Getting Free with Around the Way Curls and Joelle Leon, an enlightening converse, excuse me, an enlightening discussion on liberation amidst global conflict, wars, and upheavals. I think it's a really important conversation to have. We have three very different perspectives on 
how to approach um, just all the things going on in the world, how to manage them, how to navigate them, both outwardly as as a brand, as a human being, and like inwardly, emotionally. And so I think the conversation will be very rich. Doors open at 5 p.m. And the conversation is from 6 to 8. For our patrons, we will have video of this for you. It will be on Patreon. So shout out to you. You made that happen. That's how we can pay for it. And then, um, you know, there was something else I wanted to say. Oh, and this event. Shout out to Babylon. It was free. I know this is a members only social club, but it was free admission for our Around the Way Curls listeners. So very dope of them. Excited. Wonderful. Yes. I also wanted to make Did sure. Did I say that with the date that it was Thursday, child? Thursday, the January 18th. 18th. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, keep going. I wanted to shout out um, a friend of mine, an artist local to Philadelphia. Tashay. Tashay is doing a um, fundraising campaign to create an animated short film, which I think is just bold and fantastic in the most fantastic fantasy type of way. It's just really, really exciting. It came to her in a dream. She's a filmmaker and she was like, yo, I got to get this made. So consider supporting this young artist's vision. Um, The story is Tell Me When You Get Home. And it is an animated short about Honest, a 15-year-old girl who over the course of an evening discovers that her late mother's spirit is calling to her from the other side. They're seeking funds to support the animation of this magical short film about a Caribbean family. So I'm going to send, I'm going to also share a link so that you can learn more about this and hopefully just contribute a little shump shump to the kid to make this um, happen. Shout out to Studio Tache and doing scary new things and Project P for um, helping with this campaign. Wonderful. All right, y'all. Well, we're not going to have heavy politics this week. Surprise, surprise. Uh, there is a lot going on, child. In the world. Ach- in the world, child. Here, we, we finna figure out if Trump can ever be a businessman in New York City in a couple of days again. Really? I didn't, didn't know that. Oh, yeah. He's, that trial is um, going on. They just had their closing remarks. There's no jury. Um, it is completely, uh, determined by the judge who he has been pissing off since day one. <laughs> and it's very interesting to me because I think that if one, the, the judge already deemed that he, um, that he, he broke the law and misled folks, but now they, you just have to figure out what the actual like punishment is. And so we're going to see. I think if they come down hard on him and say he cannot be a business owner or conduct business in New York and that his sons can't conduct business for the next five years, that's what's up. Um, That cripples the Trump. Like empire, you've got Trump Tower everywhere. Like he does a ton of business here. He can't his business can't do business here like or he can't be an active participant or leader in his businesses i have no clue because and that he's is a, a businessman then it's like yeah say less i ain't touching that shit but 
I my think business doors business. ain't gonna close. I, I feel like that's illegal, is... and they won't let them do to do that. That's crazy. I don't think that is illegal if the business was found to be. If the business. Yeah, I don't know. That's such a great question. Now I have to. Now you're making me go through the rabbit hole of all the research that I need to do. Again, I was unplugged. We'll find out. But either way, he's gonna use this if they come down on him. Oh my God, his his f- base is going to grow and going to just galvanize behind him. I'm terrified for this election year. Terrified because I really feel like Joe Biden is poised to lose this election. I really do in my heart of hearts. And well, I don't, if that happens, just understand that I will be taking a break from this podcast to like mourn and go into deep, serious therapy. Like I might need to go away. Um, but in other news, uh, we can't get into all this because I just, I, we just don't have time and I just haven't had the time to do all the research and break it all out. But I do want to make sure this these stuff next week too. I do. Well, next week is going to be the conversation with Joelle. That's going to be the topic, but Claudine gay. Um, wow. They hurt. A lot of people are calling it her exit. I consider it an ousting from Harvard, not by Harvard, but I mean, the pressure was on. Uh, Higher Learning is obviously a podcast that I listen to quite a bit. They did a great job covering this. Um, And so I would direct you there, covering like how Bill Ackman's crusade against her, who's just a very rich hedge fund guy, um, very uh, right-leaning conservative hedge fund guy. He basically just had this crusade to take her down and and tweeted about it, you know, um, for plagiarism. And um, now it's been discovered that his wife actually also plagiarized. No <sighs> way. Oh, yeah. Oh, but I he's love these. he's dismissing it and, and no one's making a big no. deal out of it. And I and I want to when we talk about plagiarism, it's not like Claudine Gay took someone else's writing and literally like wrote it the way Melania Trump took Michelle Obama's whole speech. Um, she cited work incorrectly. Like, so now we're getting into these conversations around what is plagiarism, et cetera, et cetera. And with AI, with these different, like people make mistakes. So now they're using AI to, to, um, kind of cross check all of this stuff and and they're finding inconsistencies in a lot of people's work. And honestly, usually what happens is the person owns it and says, Oh, I made a mistake. And then they correct it. And the, the dissertation or whatever it is, the paper is re-released, corrected. It's never this kind of huge scandal, but due to, you know, weren't they already really upset um, with her response? The way that, well, that's what I'm saying. Handling yeah, due to her um, her testimony uh, in front of Congress, they felt like it was anti-Semitic. They weren't happy with her response on how to handle, you know, uh, Palestinian support on her campus. Jewish harassment. On, yeah, so they got her ass out of here. So go over to Higher Learning to learn more of the um, details about that. Jackson, Mississippi, this I just am frustrated with, beyond frustrated. I'm frustrated with the media because I'm not seeing this enough. I'm seeing it mostly on social media. 
being shared by regular degular folk, but I'm not seeing this being covered in um, mass media. Jackson, Mississippi, I don't know what the hell's going on in Jackson, Mississippi. It's terrifying. Um, so there's a discovery of 215 bodies, human bodies buried in unmarked graves behind a jail outside of Jackson, Mississippi. And Jackson, Mississippi is one of the poorest cities in this country. Um, Mississippi is one of the poorest states in this country, is mostly black community. Um, families are angry. They were never notified of the deaths or that their loved ones were buried um, in these graves, marked with like literally just a metal rod and a number. Um, be uh, attorney Benjamin Crump is the person who's kind of helping to, to uncover the, the answers here. Um, he's trying to help the families as best he can. Um, this is actually a really startling revelation based off the fact that it just came on the heels of the mother of the 37 year old. We talked about this, the Dexter Wade, who she filed a missing persons report last March. And it wasn't until August that Miss um, Wade learned that her son had been hit by a police car and killed and then buried in that same cemetery. No one ever told her anything. And the interesting thing about it is that she had already sued that police department for because they, I believe, shot another son of hers. So there's no way you don't. And when they found his body, his wallet with his identification and his address was still on him. A lot of the bodies so there's, have that the same. I'm sorry. A lot of the bodies have the IDs that were found, on the right? Person, yeah. So now you have the the mayor saying, not apologizing, but saying that, but acknowledging mishandling, not even wrongdoing. What? Like we know what it is. We we buried someone that we love this year. We know what that is. We know what the closure is that families need, you know, where you honor that person's life. Well, knowing I that the cannot imagine. Dead. There's so many of them. They're just missing. Th that's what I'm saying. I cannot imagine you all of a sudden one day, I never hear from you again. I wouldn't stop looking for it. Would I, how do you function and go on about your life? This person who matters is gone. And there's, there's just no answer. And then there's people out there who have the answers and who are, are just burying bodies. You're tell, you cannot tell me that you consider these people people and that they matter if you're doing well, first that. First of all, how are they dying, nigga? Like, exactly. This is the spookiest shit that I have read or seen. It's not actually. It's that's the, that's the crazy part. This is actually not the scariest and spookiest news update that I've seen come up. But this is the most. Yeah. It's and I want to be clear. These bodies are not bodies from 20, 40, 50, 60, 70 years no. ago. This is they're 2016. They're saying these are current missing, missing persons. Mm -hmm. And the the prisoners, I believe it's a prison and not a jail that they're buried behind, are the ones that are digging the graves for the bodies and burying them. 
The prisoners. I didn't know that. Where did you where did where did you read that? I didn't read it. It's all a similar thing. All on uh, social media, people are sharing the information about it. Um, and there is a we don't have it. Uh, hope if I can remember, there is a link, a fund, uh, not a fundraiser. That's not the right word. But there is a place where you can send donations, so that lawyers you can pay lawyers to start unraveling these cases and start you know working to find what the truth is there's whole you know they're trying to charge the families to resume the body to exhume the body you can't you gotta from be the kidding graves. me two hundred dollars like, a family so weird sorry is it, philadelphia landscape in the background you can't hear nobody all right. i can hear him yelling um so look that up y'all um also Shout out to South Africa. I feel like they're trying to right the wrongs of their own history, but we'll take it. South Africa is suing Israel and suing the U.S. I wish we had Jimi Hendrix's version of the Star Spangled banner Mm -hmm. to play behind this because it's like so warped and haunting. My mom plays it every 4th of July, by the way. Are you serious? I'm obsessed with her. Um, All right. So South Africa has gone to the International Court of Justice, charging that Israel is committing genocide in Gaza. Um, And by the time this comes out, the court will have heard the arguments from both sides and then will decide whether to issue an interim order that Israel stop its bombardment of Gaza. Real Anyway, that just feels like pop and what is it? Pomp and pop and circumstance. Yeah, pump. Like, come on. What other evidence do you need? Like if you go on. Well, no, they you, can't do anything. They Israel. Shanti, and they the can have you on tape killing somebody. They still got it. You still got to be taken to trial. We have all types of evidence that this is That's wrong. Not, so this is the trial. So this is the trial. trial. Let's see what happens. Yeah, but when the, the fact the that, judge... the, that our Secretary of State Lincoln is like, nah, this no way. This is absurd. This is absurd that they're trying to sue us for this. What do you even mean? Yeah, what the fuck <laughs> you gonna do, South Africa? Oh. Mind your fucking business, dog. <laughs> That's how they feel. We got business to do. Meanwhile, they just like here, U.S. just it's the the and the New York Times. It said U.S. and allies attack Yemen. Who the fuck are the allies? U.S. and Israel attack Yemen. Oh, who that's the fuck my is next, their ally? Do you see that? That's my next point here. I hate it. New York here. Times. The U.S. and a handful of its allies. Exactly. Ooh. Carried out military strikes on Thursday against more than a dozen targets in Yemen. <sighs> the only the only place standing up for Palestine at this time. Yeah. You gotta be uh, this is scary. So this is marking an expansion of the war in the Middle East. It's about that the Biden real, administration y'all. has sought to um to avoid. The American led air and naval strikes came in response to more than two dozen, I don't know how to say um, this is the type, this is the militia, the Iranian militia that's working in Yemen, H-O-U-T-H-I. Um, they had drone missile attacks against uh, commercial, hello, here comes the money, capitalism, 
they're they're attacking commercial shipping in the Red Sea, and they've been doing that since November, which is why we went and parked our our uh, ship. Uh, they're not ships. What are they? I don't even know what they call. But our Navy is over there. And after warnings um, in the past week from the Biden administration and several international allies, it's so funny, of serious consequences, they did not stop. So the war is spreading. The war is spreading um, and it's terrifying. Also, I don't have it on here. Damn. But I was, and I decided to log off on purpose, but I saw... mm, Mm-mm-mm. I wrote it somewhere. It was BRICS. Basically, that the we got to talk about BRICS, and it's like Russia, Korea, and all of these countries that are getting together and forming basically this new, it's not new, but a stronger version of allyship to like combat the United Nations. And it's just growing exponentially. And the United we're facing a possible Trump presidency while we're also facing a possible World War Three. And now I'm just like going down the rabbit hole of fear. So I'm going to stop. Let's take a breath. No good news. We don't want to be like that. I said I wasn't getting into That's politics real. this week. This is serious. This is really serious. This attack. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, I, I watched the CNN town hall with Nikki Haley and Rob DeSant- Ron DeSantis. And, uh, you know, people are cheering about building a wall, making sure no more migrants can come in, these well, illegal a aliens. Migrant, um, crisis, crisis happening right now. Yeah. Y'all? Yeah. Gotta, have you watched Children of Men yet, Antoinette? No. I gotta, I gotta, you have to watch this movie. Is this something that will send me down a dark place, Shanti? Because I need to also, this year, I need to stay informed, but also know stay when I. Stay low Lulu. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> honestly. Honestly. I'm not lying. Literally. Because. I, I'm not I, joking. It bring me down a really dark place. The it's very serious. But I'm recognizing how much of an emotional toll reporting on this stuff and like breaking it down and deep diving into it really has on mm-hmm. me. But it also feels like my absolute responsibility as a human being. Tricky. Let's move on. Pop culture. Pop culture, girl. Tell- <laughs> Here we go. Y'all better buckle up. Go ahead, Shanti. I'm shutting up. You got it. I'll be quiet. So on Christmas Day, The Color Purple, the newest adaptation of The Color Purple um, came out. Antoinette. It's not an adaptation. It is of an adaptation. It is. A, it's, it is. It's an, it's called it's an adaptation of the musical version. It's not even an adaptation purple. of the musical from what he this brother here is uh saying because it's not I'm telling you it's the musical it's not the it's, movie he says unquote it's not the musical it's not the book it's an amalgamation all right well that the most the new the, mo- the, the newest amalgamation inspired by the color purple <laughs> came out <laughs> on christmas and the What'd girls you think, girl? took me to go see it for <laughs> My birthday, and um, 
I think we should just go back to the original place. You've never read. Have you ever read The Color Purple, Antoinette? I told you earlier that I never read the book. <sighs> when did you read the book, Shanti? I read the book twice in my life. I when? read I read it when I was a young girl. I can't remember. And I read it maybe like that. four years ago. I'm going to read it. I you don't have to read it. Time. No, th- this is not a this is not something that this is necessary. You, yes, this is not something that this you make time to do. This is something that you or rather this is something that you make time and it enriches you and increases your life I, by I twofold. Agree. All right. And it's not just like, a, oh, you know, let's just read it because everybody's saying read it. it this the, the book is the foundation it is the fertile ground it is the bible it is the direct god source okay it was released in 1982 and it was groundbreaking during its time because of a storytelling of gender it deals with um the lesbian relationship between suge and Seely. It talks about the uh, inequality and the abuse of black women from the hands of black men, white people, the greater society, and also each other. Many people give credit to Alice Walker around this idea of colorism and her depiction Mm. of how um, differently Celie was treated from her lighter uh, sister so this this book just broke waves and most important importantly it broke open the hearts of so many black women because it gave language and representation to feelings and experiences um that people have been holding and trying to like untangle for years so the color purple is one of my favorite books, um, not only because of all those different um, subjects that it masterfully, simply, it's she's not knocking you over the head with it. Alice Walker will fuck your whole head up with just like two sentences and you're like, <gasps> takes your breath away. But it's mm. really the way that it's written. It is a it is a writing to God. It's about this woman's relationship to God. And every mm. chapter starts with dear God. And then she's sharing, you know, oh, what's yeah. going That's on in her life at all. And it's starting from when she's a very young girl and naive and beaten down and hurt to her writing to God as this self-realized, you know, um, triumphant woman. And just that whole trajectory and you seeing this arc of Celie and the way she talks and her relationship with God and the deepening and just her understanding of life is just like probably the part that... um, you just have to read it. Oh, you should read it when you're 13, 23, 33, 43, 53, just over and over. Because again, you're following this woman's experiences in all of the different stages of womanhood. And I think at every point you take something as, at least for me, as you grow older, you take more from it. So first of all, that is the Bible. That is the, that is the groundwork. Okay. 
is the book. So these notions and these adaptations, amalgamations, whatever you want to call it, all string from Alice Walker's writing, which when it came out was, again, very controversial in many instances. Now it's still on the banned book list and in some places it is banned because of the subject matter. She won the Pulitzer Prize. She was the first um, black woman to win it. She won the National Book Award. It is considered a literary masterpiece. It came out in what, 82? Eighty-five is when it um, became a movie, and they decided to take the book and become to put it on film, and they put it in the hands of the god, the genius Steven Spielberg. In my opinion, there's no that is just that man knows how to make say what you want, and a lot of people said a lot of shit. Because apparently when it came out, it was the black folks that were the most upset and the, you know, really just kind of robbed the glory of the film because of their critiques again around um, Spike Lee being one of the greatest critics. Talking about that it made, what was his direct uh, quote is in film comment, Spike Lee in film comment is stating that states that Hollywood only green greenlit the movie because the men in the color purple will de were depicted as one dimensional. Not only does he undercut the power and the story of the color purple, but he also diminishes the quality of the film by the Hollywood only did that to make us look bad, you know, to spread this propaganda around niggas not being shit. Spike, I didn't know that Spike did that. And that's really corny. I wish he would. Uh, I wonder if they have asked him um, most recently how he feels about it. But uh, again, people really upset that this white man was responsible for carrying and executing this very, you know, precious story of black about black womanhood. And even the NAACP began protesting the film. Mm -hmm. The Color Purple was nominated for 11 Oscars in 1986, and it won none. And a lot of people that put their heart, blood, sweat, and tears were really pissed off about it. Um, think, again, this criticism being the thing that, you know, uh, made it such a hot pocket. Nobody really wanted to hold it or talk about it. And Whoopi Goldberg, who played Seely in the 1984 film, um, said that she, I was really pissed off. I was like, well, why didn't you make the movie? Referring to Sp uh, John, I don't know, what is it, John Singleton, John Singleton. that was also, also talking shit? And Spike Lee. So again, lots of controversy around this movie. I saw it when I was a young girl. I, again, similar to the book. Um. I would see it in different phases of my life. I made the mistake of watching it days before I went mistake. to go see this newest amalgamation. If you have not seen the Color Purple movie, have, it's Annette, you just recently saw it? Or have you still not seen the Color Purple? Have you ever, do you know what the Color Purple is about? We did a whole, we did a whole show a whole episode on the color purple and when i watched it and the shit you gave me so yes what did you think I've about it the color 
I thought it was a masterpiece. Thought it was brilliant. I the Spike Lee comment of the men being one dimension. Here I go with my bullshit. The men being one dimensional. I can see a man feeling that way. I could see it. And I could see in the climate of this white Steven Spielberg is telling this story, you know, where we're depicted a certain way. Okay, fine. But I didn't think that they were one dimensional. I saw I saw pain in Danny Glover, who was, I think, incredible in it. It the movie and the musical are so far apart. It's not even funny. <laughs> but the the movie is I think a masterpiece and I think I'm a huge fan of Whippy Goldberg. She's tricky, but she's tricky. Her as yeah, she could be she could be tricky now with some of the shit she says. She's not African American, she's American, shit like that. But like her her as Celie, oh, come on. It's inc- Oprah it, the was casting incredible. Was phenomenal. The casting was phenomenal. The, the set design. I'm the most Get impressed into it. The with house. that fucking house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a character. You said it best. It's a character. You said that to me on the phone. The house Everything, was its own thing. The shadow work that he did, the angles, the slight, the 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 the, the, the scene where. He's getting dressed. He's really excited to see Suge and he's getting dressed. And it, she knows him like the back. He, know, he cares. He doesn't give a shit about her. But she knows him like the back of her hand. They're like intertwined family. Every time he turns around, Celie got what he wants. Finds the it. right tie, the shoes. You know, the way that they did that dance with each other was just, it, it was a masterpiece. I just... I can't get over that movie and I can't believe that Spike Lee and all those people. Yes, maybe it was distasteful, but I think that it couldn't have been in better hands um, during that time. I don't know. Uh, Cause Spike, I would love to see a Spike Lee's version of the color purple. That would actually be lit. He wouldn't do it. He doesn't understand it. It's evident in what he said about. Say that again. I know that's motherfucking right. He doesn't under, I'm serious. For real. You can't direct a film that you judge like you can't judge it in that way and dismiss it. It's like the same way you can't if you're an actor, you can't judge your character. You have to just be the character and tell the story. He didn't that's not a story he wanted to tell. It was um a lot of people were also upset or felt like the relationship between Suge and Celie was robbed in the movie because Stephen Which movie? In the um the original the original movie because the relationship between the the sexual relationship between Celia and Suge was just in a kiss which I also felt was like I felt I felt like he was fine I felt like it was good I feel like the way that Celia and Suge looked at each other and um you could see that Celie was obsessed with Suge and Suge got, had mad love for Celie as well. So I, I feel like even though there was not a huge sexual scene, there was still... I don't think it was see, needed. I think it was so good the way that he did it, but a lot of people did I actually think that undercuts it, it was, especially then because that would have turned into oh, the Oh, it would have turned it. So Steve, uh, listen, I can't get that's it's just a masterpiece. The book is the best. And then they, they did right by that book. I believe 
It was. It's a lot of black women's so favorite movie. So then, you know, at, from <laughs> that, they've done a musical adaptation on Broadway, which I've never seen. Um, Antoinette, you've seen it. I don't you can speak to it. It's the move. It's what we saw. Basically, it's it's so I don't understand how they're not saying this is not an adaptation of the musical. It's what, basically he, that. And, and it it skims the surface. It's more about the music than the the actual story. Absolutely. And the production. You you don't leave the musical feeling the same way when you turn off the film or I'm sure close the book. Which like, I think is I not didn't a leave good the job, musical so tough. Which I don't think is a good job. Then You did not do a good job. It's very hard <laughs> to incorporate song and dance and everything else. Like, it's hard to do. Not everything should be a musical. I think that's it's crazy because I went to school for musical theater and used to do it. And it's like I, I adaptations of movies into musicals to me probably don't work. You just got to write a musical like ragtime works because the music pushes the story forward. You know, that's one of those things. It works. Well, the, this doesn't the music doesn't deepen the story for me. The the I did some research on the intent of the folks that wrote the music for or, or the the screenplay for the musical, and their intent was not to focus on the um, suffering that Celie felt, but her joy. This other part of her showing more the arc of her triumph versus, you know her abuse and all that she had to endure so the music you don't is, fully is understand joy to, until you've experienced pain well that fully experienced it that's you need what the yin and the yang that's what their intent was with this musical so 2023 newest film adaptation it's produced by oprah quincy jones i still th the same you know i think Qu quincy jones um produced the original he's back on the scene Oprah, you know, and her different role is um, funding this as well. It's directed by the same director of Black is King, Black, excuse me, Blitz Bazawule. I'm definitely not saying his name correctly. Whenever anybody ever refers to him, they just say Blitz. So I apologize for um, probably butchering this fine brother's last name, but I don't know much of his work. I did see Black and King. That is great. But all of the film people that I know really, really respect his work and say that he does an incredible job. Um, and it was adapted for the screen by poet and playwright Marcus Gardley. And it is a musical. And they are saying, listen, this is not sp Gardley who wrote the screenplay said this is not the color purple movie it's not the musical it's not the book it's an amalgamation of all those things and yet entirely its own thing yes it was the mandate going into this project is that everybody felt like it needed to be color purple 2.0 so audiences who loved all the iterations that came before could have a very nostalgic experience but we also wanted to make something for a new audience and a younger generation and so their intent was less again focus on Celie's trauma and the abuse that she suffered but looking into her joy and the steps that she took towards her empowerment um, and they wanted to bring to life the imagination of Celie and so all of these scenes if you see the movie where it gets really fantastic and they're singing on a 
record is supposed to be a glimpse into Celie's imagination. And so. Girl, if you don't get to your opinion on this. I I thought it was terrible. I think it's important that people (laughs) understand the whole thread through because people like myself think or assume wanted it to be like the color purple. The color purple was um, impactful. It hits you straight in your heart. The book and the most recent movie. This, I don't think, I never think about. I walked out of that movie and did not think about it ever (laughs) again, only to remark at what a waste of my time that was and how much I did not like that. I did not like it at all. And was there anything that you liked? No, about there was it? nothing about the movie. No one's performance. Uh, I not thought a Taraji scene. did. A, I thought Taraji did good. I think the Suge Avery that Avery that she um, portrayed. Everybody was flat. Suge was mm. over the top, but still flat. They were all flat, boring <laughs> characters, oversimplified. The story was oversimplified. It became this story about her getting her kids back. And that's just a, that's just like the cherry on top. That that ain't even what the whole book is about, dog. Like that's cool, but they I it the the house was dark. I hated the fucking house. It was so <laughs> dark and drab. I did not like Mr. He did not Oh. He was mean for no reason, and his meanness wasn't even good enough. Like, just like you said, to be really mean is you have to have some hurt. You have to be deeply insecure in some kind of way. You have to be like weak in a way. And he was just like, you ain't read that from him. So none of this was. You didn't feel it was anchored in anything. Like no, it, what, the motivation no, for any of these no, characters the, was not clear. No. Right. It was it was okay. flat. It was performative. It was it was not they were performed. showing us who they are instead of being it. Yeah. And they didn't even do a good, the casting was <laughs> ridiculous. Sierra was. Why was Sierra? When I saw Sierra, I was waiting for you to we, get to Sierra. All we did was saw, a, a you know, they have a moment where they <laughs> flash that photo. And me and Internet looked at each other. And I said, <laughs> I know. I said, is that Sierra? I, I was like, oh, I said, I know Shanti hates this, but I know she about to be furious i don't know how when i felt Sierra about it walked out i'll be honest and they were when i wait i don't know how i felt about it because honestly watching it with you i was so preoccupied with i know she i felt your energy i felt how angry you were i felt like i felt you like this is a terrible birthday i no, just knew it and i, I, I was I, so <laughs> and then we had people in the theater that were screaming that was the, the best part of the theater seeing it with some <laughs> we had a well gentleman in the theater who wasn't quite well and just was screaming you is ugly at the screen <laughs> screaming it <laughs> every time sophia came away he was like that's my bed <laughs> like, it was just such strange he said sophia <laughs> grandma <laughs> <laughs> No, he said Celia Grandma. grandma. (laughs) Unwell. No, it terrible. It it didn't. It didn't. It's not something that I'm gonna watch again. I I don't think one. I I really hated the way they shot Fantasia's big. I am here. I love that song. Now, if you gonna tell me to put that soundtrack on, I'm gonna listen to that soundtrack all day. But I didn't need it. 
I didn't need we it. We didn't I'll be need honest. it. That's we it. We didn't need it. We did and not need that. And I love what's his that. name? Coleman, whatever. I love him. I love him. Not in I, that movie. I root for him. I, I did. I don't. But here's the difference for me. I think that the the actors did what they could with what they were given for the most part. If I'm being honest, that's that's kind of how I feel. I don't know if the direction was the best. I don't know if the script is the best. I. I just don't know, but I don't, I don't think I'm not embarrassed by it. I just didn't need it in comparison. And I, I did. The one thing that I love was seeing Whoopi in it and being the, the, uh, kind of doula for Celie. I thought that was such a beautiful moment. And I actually thought that the young woman that played Celie, I don't know her name. The she young version good, of yeah. Celie was good. She was good. And she's like the no the person who we don't know. She's not a celebrity. She's not a musician. She was just probably most likely a theater woman who was just excellent. I thought she was excellent. And I thought that Danielle did very well once once her shift happened and she was at that table. And I, I thought she, she I thought good. she, she was, good. I thought she did well in the beginning. I was a little like, all right, they're, they're telling her to be a caricature of Sophia, but that's also, I expected that. Cause that's what the musical did. Um, but when Sierra came out there, I said, all right, now enough. Who, who made that decision? Who, who made, made that, that decision? decision? Who watched and that? And Black was like, Twitter yes. knew they went off. They said it. They said everybody in the theater, is that Sierra? <laughs> I will say I love to see all the musicians that were in it that I know. I got an ex-boyfriend in it. Her was I in got it? the dude who who? Her? What was wrong with her? Why she was, was she in that movie? Because because baby, in order this is this is the larger conversation. Why is it that black the films with black casts require this type of casting in order to get greenlit from these studios. You need her, Sierra, Fantasia, Danielle Brooks. Like, it's ridiculous. I, it's ridiculous. I think Just cast the best person the for the best fucking role. Fucking art. But they don't feel like they can because the, they have to sell it. The Taraji is shook. I love Taraji. Was the Taraji fourth is not, highest growing you can't even hear me. movie. Like it wasn't like the color purple was some some um random like deep cut somewhere. It was the highest grossing movie when it came out. It's And they still had you have to recognize this though, Shanti. They still had huge heavy hitters in that film. They still had Oprah. They still had Danny Glover. They still had Whoopi Goldberg. These they, So you got to realize these aren't stars that are Again, I'm I don't want to talk about the artistry as much. I really want to talk about why this is occurring. And I I while we can I don't I don't ever think that we shouldn't or can't um get up give constructive criticism to black art. I do still think we should support it. If it came out again, I will buy a ticket and I probably wouldn't go because I want to see us getting these films made. If we don't support it, then we're always going to require Sierra in it or Beyonce or whoever the fuck instead of the folks 
who can probably tell the story the best way. And it's sad, but but I'm telling you, this is exactly why on Broadway, you see NeNe Leakes in Cinderella. They they have to sell tickets. It's, it's a business. It's not art. It's then, a business I, at the end of the day. Well, that, and it's it's messed up. And it, it's messed up. It's devoid of, it's devoid. It's not. Of course, it's, yes. So I, I, I don't, I don't know that, I don't know if that, that makes sense in order for them to make Anyway, well, if you don't go support it, if you don't support it, then you've proven the point that even with these stars, even with these people, people still don't come out. The source of the story—that's why it was so important for Black Panther a, to be as good. The, the source of the book was from was from an unknown writer, and I don't know that Danny Glover and all of them were at the prime of their, you know, I didn't say their, they were at the prime. their careers for it to come out. I just. I think that it is, I think that it does. Yeah, I think the following Oprah. that formula or or um, not having the integrity, I don't know if integrity is the word, having That's the faith and the um, will and the risk to be like, it, I don't care. This, this story is important. It needs to be executed in the best way possible, whether it's a music, a a Shanti, whatever they don't control is, that is what you realize that who's there's they? there's studios that control that i don't i don't want to go back small, and forth on this there's small there's black art that is fantastic that's being made again i just mentioned a friend that's going to make something hopefully you know from her own will and desire and efforts and funding but you there's black that's art not that's the being same made come on nonetheless I if if I were Oprah Winfrey, if I were Quincy Jones, I would want I would rather have it because that's a flop. They made money, but that is a flop that did a disservice. I think that people should resist. And I hear what you're saying, but you don't have to this go along to get along or we have to do this thing. We have to have Sierra. It just it completely took the took the i don't even know what alice walker i think thinks. it's really like, dismissive to say go along to get along i don't think that either one of us fully understand all that it takes to get a movie done and and just what a small world that 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 world actually is there are gatekeepers in that world and for oprah to have to, she talks about how hard it was to get the original done, all the things, all the hoops she had to jump over and through. And so I'm just saying, I don't disagree with you around the art, but this whole, the, the, the whole, we're not even just talking about film right now. All art is a business and that's where it gets muddy and there are gatekeepers in this business. And then people I don't know. I don't feel like yeah, people I, are I going along necessarily to Art get along. I think there's a lot of hard work being done behind the scenes. And I'm going to give credit and credence to the folks who are actually trying. Um, and, you know, I'm not hopefully away from making them. more. Sp- I'm not saying you are. I'm saying what I'm doing. Hopefully making more space for more films like a moonlight or things like that to be created. But right now it's just it's it's a very difficult game i mean i have a friend who talks about just how hard it is to get a movie made 
and Absolutely. how it almost drove them crazy. Absolutely. So I don't want to shit on it either, but I didn't necessarily need it. You're right. Child. It's late, but moving right along because we can't not talk about this stuff. <sighs> Cat Williams, kick the year off. Kick that motherfucking door down. <laughs> Listen, I, I, he, all right. First of all, everybody knows Cat Williams was on Club Shay Shay. <laughs> Why did they? He the, had nothing to promote. The fact that that man's. <laughs> what? <laughs> name of his show is Club Shay. I thought that was like a, like a collective joke. But when he really it, it, came. It was. Up, and then you he don't said get it. Because you don't watch, you don't watch the sports commentary. No. It was. <laughs> But so it was, was a like, joke yeah. and he took it and was like, got you. Everybody <laughs> calling me that? Cool. Club that Shay Shay. It's amazing to me. And you and usually when sports, you come to Club Shay Shay and anyway, I can't go all through it. But he can't win on Club Shay Shay. We can say we won about Club Shay Shay. I think he got like two hey. million subscribers at this point. Yeah. Killing it. Oh, listen. <sighs> Cat didn't have nothing to promote. He went on there and said, oh, no, I'm finna set the record straight. And I'm finna tell the truth to shame the devil. Now, truth is interesting here. Truth is, it's kind of like beauty. It's in the eye of the beholder, apparently. Did Cat stretch a little bit? I don't know if he was reading 3,000 books a year. There's only 365 days in a year, my guy. <laughs> but you know they what? Been cool. small books, though. He might have been reading the same <laughs> books over and over now. Could have been the cat in the hat. Could could have been he shit was like seven, that. or he was little. How old was he? How old was he say? <laughs> he say he, he say he was. I think he. I don't know. He was accepted to college at twelve or, some or some crazy. Shit. I don't even a know. Brilliant genius is what he was trying to say. I but am intelligent. He there's a lot of there's a lot of receipts backing up the fact that he was ahead of his like the, his IQ. Apparently, he took like an IQ test, and he's like the highest score you can get. Like he's like one of these little mad scientist geniuses in the corner. So I don't know. Anything's possible. I just watched a a seven year old, like literally this this white boy on I just this didn't discover him. He's got two million followers on the Instagrams. What is this kid's name? He's he's Miles Music Kid. He's he's a whole musician and engineer oh, and yeah, does yeah, music yeah. and he likes like beats, what? Right? And plays a guitar. Now Yes, plays mad instruments, yeah. has perfect pitch, mm-hmm. tells you like tritones and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. So maybe that's Cat. Maybe we're dismissing Cat because Cat's funny. I don't know. All I know is some of this shit checked out and we don't have to go all into it. I don't agree that Shannon Sharp is an awful in- interviewer. Mm-hmm. I I see that you wrote that there. I've watched his other interviews and he's actually quite good in my opinion mm-hmm. at times. I think that he was in a very awkward position because Cat is going and he's not, he's like, I, I don't want to be reckless with him and not cut him off, but I also don't want to cut him off because I want him to be able to speak his truth. But also I know these people. So there were times when he would just move right along. Cause he's like, I'm not going to fuel this flame. And I actually respected that mm. a little bit more oh, than most people. Wonderful gems that he didn't pick up on, but not not I, even like I, the the not even just the gossipy stuff but just yeah and i think he yeah. i mean shannon sharp is a tight end probably second best tight end ever i don't know in the history mean. of tight ends which is a football player so the fact that he's transitioning and is doing this work he's getting better every like 
all the time. He's had some really great interviews. Yeah, I apologize. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm just saying. But listen, the energy that Cat Williams had is kind of like the Delulu and I don't give a fuck truth-telling energy that I'm really seeking to embrace. I think if you remember, I think I said I want to for 2024 stop being so good that I'm no longer honest. And this is the embodiment like of that, in my opinion. Kat was like, this is my truth. I, I There was something that was so um, refreshing about it. It was refreshing to me. It was defiant against this machine, against this thing. And maybe the thing is not real. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't, no, nothing is all the way right. But I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. I really did. Mm-hmm. What did you think? I similarly, I felt that same way. I feel like um I feel like it was really refreshing for him to and I think it's happening all throughout um pop culture right now, but be like th- you think this nigga is the best you think this nigga got his shit together just kind of revealing the underbelly of the culture which you know um from what he says is not all from like this great you know hard-working honest uh success ladder that these niggas had to possibly betray themselves they were betraying one another um, it's very cutthroat. I did not know that the comedic world was that cutthroat. Oh God. Had no idea. Um and yeah, he just he was he was a truth. Well, I we don't know what the truth is, but a lot of his shit people pulled out the receipts and that shit tracks. Um it's checking. his references to, you know, even the Harvey Weinstein, Diddy, all of these ways that the lucy like the, that's what um kendrick calls it like oh you want to be successful then you have to betray yourself in some kind of way and the fact that he supported that was like wow it kind of takes the allure or it takes it it, it 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 was dark it was actually really dark and it was dark. um and i I respected the integrity that I think he was trying to show that he had. Um, And his love for comedy and the art form Mm -hmm. really spoke in that interview. Um, And he's just an interesting being. He's just also his life. To leave home, to find yeah, your like, way in Florida, to then start selling shit door to door. Like, how, B? Then to start, you know, a, a and the way he talks shit. about stuff, he talks about it in a way where he doesn't want, he takes a beat because he's, he, he's intentional with what he's saying. He's not reckless. Mm-hmm. Like, he takes his beat, even when Shannon was asking him about the madams, and he was like, so and he doesn't want to get himself in trouble. Mm-hmm. He's smart. Mm-hmm. And but he's like, you know, these women, their their pimp died and I looked out for him. Mm-hmm. Yes. What an what what a story. It was interesting. Some of his girlfriends are resurfacing, some of which are like um 
kind of Instagram famous or whatever. And they're all, they have glowing things to say about him. They miss him. They, really? they felt protected by him. Oh, I imagine that's that nigga daddy. don't play. That nigga don't play. <laughs> like, that's my guy. Like, yeah. And, and, and their eyes light up. Oh, like you, have where to send you can me tell them. they're recalling moments with him. I'll send you some of it if I could find it again. It was also interesting how he dismissed the accusations of drug use as a way yeah. to discredit him and cra- call him crazy, which is reminiscent of Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. And I felt which which then makes the the rabbit hole it takes you further down the rabbit hole. And I'm just like I mean, Chappelle talks about the Lucy in Hollywood, but he don't really, he doesn't go into detail. You just know it exists. The they. Hollywood's a weird place, man. Hollywood's a weird place, man. They'll try to kill you if if you let them. That's why I'm on my fuck you farm. You know, like he he doesn't do what Kat did, which I think is really brave. It makes you think about all the people that are um, so quote unquote successful. What? What? Y'all all right? Is everything okay? What's happening? <laughs> What's going on? Um, I wanted to share some of the best quotes for this. My favorite quote. We shared them on IG, child. The, the, my favorite thing is Michael Jackson called him Christmas. You ever met a man that gave you a nickname like that? Talking about <laughs> Chris Tucker. Yo, that I screamed when he no, said his that. Delivery is, is, is not, his delivery is incredible. To be, you can't not laugh. To be confident and not delusional is a real skill. That. Child. And yeah. He said, you Run got them down. You got to tell Diddy no. <laughs> 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 then he got his hot tap fade, making all black men think he got the best lineup in the business. And it's a man unit. Talking about Steve. Damn, Steve Harvey ain't come out and said nothing. The truth don't he need motivation. We found out he can't sing, dance, or write jokes. Talking about Cedric the Entertainer. I'm one of the richest men that ever lived. Please don't look at my net worth. I don't know. Never mind. That's not a good one. I don't know what that means. Um, no, he was saying, I think what he said, well, one, he was, it was a double entendre. He's like, don't look at my net worth. And then he followed up with like, I got, I, I saw my net worth and I had that on me at the time. Oh, okay. But okay. also he was saying, I'm rich in other ways, baby. Like winners are not allowed to allow losers to rewrite history. Mm. You're a fat phase on liar. I just love that one. (laughs) And of course, everybody's saying it. You have, you having an unnatural allegiance to losers. It's not like you. I got some. uh, If you wanted to me to speak more highly of you, then perhaps you should have treated me better. Mm -hmm. Loved it. I got accepted into college at the age of seven. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And then Uh. Satan can't create anything. This was my favorite, including blessings for his people. I was like, oh, my God. Say less. And every single video other video that's coming out is everybody talking about how cat has blessed them with some money and ha- and he has never asked them for anything back clint told me that he opened for cat once and he was getting paid x amount of dollars and cat gave him thousands of dollars more and said here we go we're gonna even it out to give you this good job keep going young man and just disappeared well cat's value has quadrupled if he's coming to philly i'm going I want to see his show. 
I hope that he maintains his integrity and the control over his destiny the way that it seems like he's fought tooth and nail and endured a lot of betrayal and hurt um, to do so. So yeah, shout out to him. And um, I he love needs to write. I don't know if he has a memoir, but he needs to write. He one. should. That'd be wonderful. I, I love these examples of doing things differently, you know, and these different examples of quote unquote success. Um, I think it's really important that we all see it. I, I am worried about his health, though. I don't know if he looks well. Um, Wait, but at the same shady. time, niggas that be looking well are rotting from the inside, inside. out. So I love the way everything is not what it seems. <laughs> I love this time. Ha! That's amazing. Mm-mm-mm. Him coming at Kevin Hart, though, I was like, I knew something, something ain't right with Kevin. I love Philly, but I know he's funny. But I, when Kevin did a documentary, I was like, I don't know if Tricky. kid's okay. All right, we got to move on. Jonathan Majors. Oh, you knew it was coming. You you go ahead. I don't even know where to start with this. I'm going to come in on the, on the out outskirts well uh, he did a recent um interview with uh who exactly was the the company that he did it with abc news um it was his first interview owned by disney since his which is shout out to disney's like fuck you and we making some more money off of you still (laughs) (laughs) come on my platform (laughs) that's wild um he went to defend himself it was not a very juicy interview it was very flat um but he goes and continues to maintain his innocence he does his best to be accountable for getting himself in that situation um and the consequence the severity of it all um he looked very handsome he did his best to be dignified the interviewer then asked the question about his Coretta Scott King comments that he addressed to his then white girlfriend. And uh, he basically tried to clean it up and say, listen, you know, I'm just trying to make sacrifices. I'm trying to be a great man like Martin and Obama. And uh, I just need a lady that compliments me. Um and I guess everybody's still mad about I I I don't quite understand everybody's um being upset. Oh, wow. Or rather it doesn't have me like thinking anything. You watched the full interview? Yeah. Okay. Um and yeah, so people are are upset that he is I th- I think of course it's ridiculous that he would ask his 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 not only that's because she's white, but I think it's I think it's a ridiculous comparison and a very inflated sense of himself. Um, but I do. You ain't see Ant Man and the Wasp, girl. He Martin for us. You ain't not. I, I do uh, <laughs> think that what he was trying to say is: Listen, I'm trying to be a good man. I'm trying to be a good representation to my race. Mm. I don't need a woman acting a goddamn fool making me look bad yeah and uh so mm. 
I don't know if that means that she's, I think people are saying, oh, that means she's just a, a you know, a prop. I, d- I didn't necessarily read into that and I think that, but, you know, my conditioning may be conditioned. So everybody jump upset. in. Of course. I initially tried to see it from that lens. I remember talking about this and being like, I mean, I think that's what he's trying to say, y'all. Some about this interview, though, I was like, when he, when they looked at Megan Good or asked about Megan Good, and he was like, yeah, I mean, she's my Coretta. Oh, well, then and I, I didn't just, watch the whole interview. You then. didn't watch. I know you didn't watch oh, the whole really thing. Oh, he said that? Yes. That's what I'm saying. You only saw a snippet. I knew you only saw a snippet. The interview is, there's, the full interview is like 15 minutes. Oh. Okay. Because I'm sitting here like, I'm shocked that really? you're saying this. Yeah. There's there's like a part two. I got to find it for you. It's like 12 or 15 minutes, something like you that all together. But go ahead. You ain't, you ain't missing nothing. It's the color purple-ish. But listen, <laughs> I tried to see it. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. One of my friends, I'm not going to say what they say. I'm going to tell you what they say after this because it's wild. But. You know, I thought he was trying to say he needs to be in partnership with someone who understands how to manage the limelight, yeah, yeah. maneuver in a public spotlight, like all those things. But now I really feel like he's mistaken or I was mistaken rather. And so is he. I think that inflated ego is definitely on the table here. It's it's the like, Lulu. They're all we're all delusional. <laughs> we're all a little bit. Um, I, I what I got from the interview um was di- it felt disingenuous it felt like a really bad idea it felt, it felt like, like such a bad idea like bro it felt like such a bad up. yeah it felt like your team doesn't care about you it felt like um didn't need it it just felt it just jonathan is a better actor than this and honestly my conditioning is conditioned but i walked away thinking he hit that girl after that interview. And I have not said really? that this entire I walked away like, I don't trust you. I don't trust anything wow. that you have to say right now. And that is so deeply disappointing because of how much I was rooting for you. And that doesn't mean that I wish you harm. I wish you cancellation. I wish you help. To me, I watched him and thought, you need to sit down and be quiet for some time. You need to take a beat. You probably need to not be in a relationship. You probably need to be by yourself Mm -hmm. and work some stuff out. Because just a couple years ago, you're saying that you were having suicide, or a year ago, you're saying you were having suicidal ideations. You went through a very tumultuous breakup, and now you're all of a sudden with this new woman who's X amount years your senior, which is fine, but I hope that you're not looking at her to solve your problems and to manage your issues because is that what you think Coretta did? It's very interesting. I don't think that he knows who Coretta Scott King is. And the more and more I talk to people, I realize how little people know about that woman. I don't know much about Coretta at all. I wasn't taught nothing about Coretta. Great. I'm so happy to get into this. Shout out to Children's Defense Fund that made us learn all this shit. Shout out to Philadelphia Freedom Schools because this is so important. Um, I think that also him equating, you know, 
Coretta to this right. It seems like he is equating Coretta to this ride or die chick who's responsible for him, who's going to hold him down, who's going to make him look good. And, and it does feel propish to me. You know, I would have loved to hear, you know, Megan has been an incredible support. Megan has been someone who inspires me, who holds me accountable. Megan is wise beyond her year. Like, Go into who she mm. is, not who she is to you. Mm. You know, like it's just it, that slight variation mm. is important. And and this it, there's also this idea of this notion that in order to be a good woman, you must suffer first. You must suffer for your man and stay. And somehow that's a good woman. And it's like, I'm rejecting that. And again, it could hit the mic. It could be my stuff. Also, this erasure of Coretta's legacy and life outside of her husband is so problematic to me. And and I'm going to call her Coretta. I'm not going to call her Coretta Scott King right now because I want to remove the Mm -hmm. King aspect Uh and give her give this woman her due. Okay, so let's go. I'm about to get on my motherfucking soapbox. So Coretta was raised on a farm in Perry County, Alabama. At a young age, she was exposed to a ton of injustices. Her fucking house was burned down. Mm. Her father, after her house burned down, instead of being angry, told her to rely on her faith and forgive the people who did it because they know not what they do. Sounds like exactly what apparently Jesus said when he died on the cross. So here's this introduction to nonviolence already, right? She was an incredible student. And not only that, she had to walk five miles to school every single day and was the valedictorian of her graduating class. Mm. She also was an amazing singer and violinist. Really? She was an opera singer. What? Yes. She received her BA in music. Um, in Ohio and then went on to study concert singing at Boston's New England Conservatory of Music where she met Kang, where she met her husband in Boston, this reverend. Um, And when they got together, um, or excuse me, even before that, in undergraduate, she was already an activist. She was, she joined a chapter of the NAACP and the College Race Relations and Civil Liberties Committees. And then when she got with Martin, she joined the movement and she conceived and performed a series of critically acclaimed freedom concerts that combined poetry, narration, and music to tell the story of the civil rights movement, which funded a lot of King's work. Oh, So her concert, because you got to realize he ain't making no fucking money. Mm-hmm. He's out here freedom fighting. Mm-hmm. He ain't make what no crowdfunding, ain't no GoFundMe. This lady came up with this idea on okay, this is how we can get this done. Then, um, yes, and and so what she's funding right now is SCLC, which is not only her husband's organization. Okay, she co-founded that organization with him. To be very clear, um, also when she married Martin. She wasn't for the bullshit. She took obey out of her vows, baby. This is back in the day where she was like, no, 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 take that out. That's to me, that stands out to me so much because I've been at weddings where to date women are still saying and to obey thy husband. And I'm like, 
Cringe. Okay. Then she took part in countless rallies, protests, marches, both here and in the U.S. Excuse me, both here and overseas. She became the first woman to deliver the class day address at Harvard and the first woman to preach um, a, a service at St. Paul's Cathedral in London. Do you know what St. Paul's Cathedral is? Okay, well, you need to look. It's it's a very big deal in London. It's huge. <laughs> you like my, my very explanation? Big, a very, very big, big deal. <laughs> um, she served as a woman's strike. She, she served as a woman's strike for peace protest delegate. Um, and she also, I don't even know how to pronounce this. This Oh, the disarmament conference in Geneva, Switzerland. She was very much against guns. Um, and she became a li liaison to the International Peace and Justice Organization even before her husband was. And she was the reason why he took a very public stand against the Vietnam War and nuclear weapons. That was her. She was always opposed to that. <sighs> All this while raising four children and managing constant threats and surveillance to her family. I'm sorry if it feels like I'm reading this, but I wanted to organize my thoughts when I was getting this together. Um, days after her husband's assassination, she took her children and marched in her husband's place back to the city where he was killed in Memphis to march in support for sanitation workers' rights. This is days after he was gunned down. She then spearheaded the building of the Martin Luther King Jr. Center for Nonviolent Social Change as a living memorial to her husband's life and his dream. She formed the Full Employment Action Council and broad coalition of over 100 religions, labor, business, civil and women's rights organizations dedicated to a national policy of full employment and equal economic opportunity. She was also the co-chair of the council for that, for that organization. She then goes on to establish Dr. King's birthday, January 15th, as a national holiday in the United States. So the, the day this episode comes out, this is because of Coretta. And now this holiday is observed in over a hundred countries. She also was a fierce supporter of LGBTQ rights. And this was in a movement that did not play that shit and devoted much of her energy to AIDS education and curbing gun violence. She has 60 honorary doctorates, mm. 60, not six. 60 and helped fund found excuse me dozens of organizations including the black leadership forum and the black Sh leadership roundtable so you tell me if megan good is your coretta don't play on this woman's name lead us and that's not a slight to megan good but this should give you an idea mm -hmm. of you don't know who coretta is just say the woman is a good woman you know, just say she is an amazing partner. She is someone who does not judge me. She's someone who helps me see myself. She is someone who feels like an anchor. She's a rock. I love her. No, I think this it, Coretta fascination. He, shut up. You know, uh, 
and you ain't king. It's just him. John. It's just the idea, this idealistic idea of what a, a couple is in the first place. You know what I mean? Or like in terms of, especially if it's a man representing, I, I'm represent. I'm a good man. What do you say? I'm a great man. I'm a I'm great a man. good man. I'm doing I'm this for my man. race. So, you know, you I automatically got to be and this. Maybe I'm tripping. No, no, no. I'm but just saying that he it's already this simplified paper mache ideal of what a good man deserves. You're going to have this, you know, fine woman that's right next that next to you that compliments you that just like you're saying does not have nuance does not have any significant significance beyond just being doesn't have any agency know. or identity like this Coretta was a force and that's what that's exactly what her child went on Twitter and said don't get it twisted my mama was doing this work before she ever met my father and long after him she was a force so it's just weird. And he needs therapy. I said it. He needs to sit down and be quiet. He really does. I'm worried. You don't and think I'm worried he was just Megan. doing like the couple's goals that we all do? I don't. Martin and Coretta. No, uh, I think you need to watch it. You need to hear him say it. Oh, and I know the to, nigga ain't well. I know he not and well. And then he started rubbing his eye, acting like he was going to cry. You should hear what Black has to say. About For, because of it's Megan so Good? No, he just in the just in the interview about all that he's endured and then start talking about the injuries. And I'm not saying that men cannot have injuries, but it just, it just felt, it didn't feel like account. He just played the victim. Mm. He just played the victim. He just dug his own grave. Any any accountability outside of, he did say, I should have been, I should have been more courageous to leave. I should have been more honest about that. I shouldn't have been in the car. It's like, Mm, I don't know. I, I don't have the words. I don't have the words for it, but there's something doesn't feel right. And it, it, maybe it was too soon. I don't know, but like, mm. he should have just shut and up. And I think he'll just work again. Up. I hope he works again. I do. But I hope more, mostly that he hears what folks are saying. Cause even now he still came out and tried to explain what he meant by the Coretta thing. And I thought I put that on here. Um, his quote but I guess I didn't he had a quote from TMZ um, where he tried to further explain what he was trying to say but if that's the thing if you have to keep explaining yourself your your message is not getting across be quiet be quiet and listen and sit with yourself a little bit bro who would have thought? Oh my God! What a wild turn, Jonathan. Right. Go like. go listen to the episodes from this time last year to now. And now I'm like, shut up, be quiet, and just take a beat. Come put a bag you over your head, nigga. Be quiet. He went through a lot. Take a beat. It's okay. So, I I would have loved to hear what Cat Williams. Never mind. He did say it. He did. He said terrible things about John that I don't necessarily agree with, though. No, that was that was awful at the end. Hilarious, but awful. (laughs) And also, we would be remiss if he did say something about Gaza and I didn't hear it the first time. Somebody brought it to our attention. It was insensitive. It was insensitive. That wasn't it. It was very insensitive. I don't. The joke didn't land and that wasn't cool. Look at this thumbs up. 
this shit is doing this on Riverside. Now. I don't even think he was joking. I think it was just a real insensitive uh, uh, reference that he made. Well, tricky. Listen, no one's always right and neither are we. So we're going to end this episode. And everybody's delusional. You. And if you think you're not, then you deeper in the delusion. You're proving child. us right. <laughs> <laughs> Delulu. Delulu. It's all being revealed. It, what's the name of this episode? It's either the color purple-ish or I don't know. We got they a name delusional Cat Williams, for that Jonathan too. and Coretta. So maybe it's Delulu. Delulu and then the color purple, Cat Williams, Jonathan Majors, and Coretta. Y'all lost y'all goddamn mind. <laughs> but anyway, I hope people go and research more about Coretta Scott King because they ain't teach us that in school. I had public school training, child. They didn't teach me that in school. That's why I'm saying I'm so That's grateful. Shout out to Freedom School. Shout out to the Children's Defense Fund. Shout out to Marion Wright Edelman. Shout out to Dr. Gregory Carr. Shout out to Kelly Sparrow. Shout out to Dr. Aisha Imani. Yeah, Shout out I to Yaba go to Blay. To go to that, um... I don't even know if they still do it. You Damn. gotta research that. Ask them. I mean, it's all about funding. I, I hope they do. Um, ask Amanda. It's all in that group. It's all in the same Kofa group. Anyway, we gotta go. Bye-bye I'm now. sweating. All right. Goodbye. I love Bye. you. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. <laughs>